0: I don't know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off whatever it is.
1: Dream 101 podcast i'm brennan klein
0: and i'm shannon schlockian
1: and today we're discussing john carpenter's the thing
0: and prior to going into the movie i had no idea what i was in for and i still don't really know what i was in for but before we get on to our discussion about that we start with our 10 word reviews so brennan what is your 10 word actually i know that you're gonna have significantly more than mine so i'll go first Uh, My 10-word review is for Boys Don't Cry, and it's Boys Won't Cry, But You Sure Will. Major trigger warning.
1: (laughs) I have not seen that. My 10-word reviews are Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Now Troll 2 is the second best evil Stonehenge movie. Um, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Maybe Michael shouldn't have bought his mask at Dollar Tree. And Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Added to the body count are my hopes and dreams. That movie was terrible, Shannon.
0: I can imagine. You signed up for it, though.
1: (laughs) I did. I'm doing a whole Halloween marathon for, guess what, Halloween's coming up. Mm -hmm. Surprise.
0: (laughs) Right, which leads directly into the fact that um, this month is our...
1: Halloween Horror Classics
0: Marathon. Yes, Halloween Horror Classics Marathon. So every week we have a different horror classic for the month of October, and we have a feature later that will uh, tie into the other um, episodes that we've done. But on to that discussion, right? Yep. Okay, as we go on with the discussion, he's going to say the plot, and we'll say that there's spoilers because there's spoilers.
1: There's a lot in this one. In remote Antarctica, a group of American research scientists are disturbed at their base camp by a helicopter shooting at a sled dog. When they take in the dog, it brutally attacks both human beings and canines in the camp. And they discover that the beast can assume the shape of its victims. A resourceful helicopter pilot and the camp
0: doctor lead the camp crew in a desperate, gory battle against the vicious creature
1: before it picks them all off one by one. All right, all right and we base our. Cl- <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to be Shannon. And we uh, have four ratings based on a uh, five-point Likert
0: scale. <laughs> <laughs> Likert,
1: and we rate. Scariness on screams, campiness on perms, gore on severed limbs, and quality on unlucky stars. So, Shannon, what did you rate it for scariness?
0: Scariness, I rated it a 4 out of 5. Again, I had no idea what I was getting in for other than that it was a John Carpenter film. And I, like, the first thing that I said as it opened up was, It's an alien movie! (laughs)
1: That was hilarious
0: i was so confused i love i
1: love watching shannon watch movies that she's never seen before and has no idea what they're about because she's (laughs) so shocked she's like why are they shooting at that dog
0: what's wrong with the dog (laughs) pretty much what's wrong with the people um Uh, well
1: yeah you didn't even the dog was fine
0: yeah the dog was fine i was like what why are they shooting at the dog anyway um but scariness back to i definitely rated a four out of five it was a very scary um I think it would have been scary if we watched it like in a theater, you know, because I would have probably freaked out. Um, but there were and we're going to talk about it, but there were just some great moments where I was like, oh, oh, my God, how did how did we get here? It was like jumping into a like a cold pool of water, mm-hmm. you know, in, and Antarctica. You're in, 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 in Antarctica, where you're just like, oh, OK, this is happening now. Um, so, yeah, four out of five and yourself.
1: Yeah, I rated it three out of five screams just because I think this movie has a lot of appeal, but I'm not Like, exquisitely scared by it. It's more of a uh, FX show stopping, we're going to be awesome. And, like, they are scary, but as a gore hound, I'm just like, yes, I want all of this to happen forever. Yes. So it's great, but I personally am not 100% scared by it.
0: All right. What did you rate it on campiness?
1: I rated it two out of five perms, and let me detail my reasons why. (laughs) Well, first of all, um, I love the opening where he's. where uh, the chess computer beats him and he dumps his drink into it, and then for okay, there's a person on roller skates in this movie that counts for that counts for at least two stars minimum. Also, whenever uh, McCready, the main character, has to go flying around, he puts on this giant floppy hat. It's like, let me put on my official pilot sombrero. It's not a particularly campy movie and it's not particularly eighties, but those little bits I was like, you
0: amuse me. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I originally rated it one out of five, but I'm changing that now after I've listened to your review because it makes sense. After um, the roller skates. Yeah, the, well, the roller skates was the reason I had the first star because I had forgotten I had forgotten about um, uh, everything else, like like the weird kind of like gattaca looking game yeah. that the the doctor puts like puts together together to explain what's happening with the cells and the chess computer. Um, also everyone has, has long hair and beards, you know, which mm. I don't think I realized as campy as it was cause people are doing that again now, you know, in real life. Oh yeah. But that was like definitely a thing. Well,
1: it's like if you're on a base with all men and they're trapped there for months, they're not going to shave.
0: Well, yeah. And it's warmer for them.
1: It's true. Yeah. They're like, they're like bears, they're like yeah. really bears. It's bear city in there.
0: It's bear city. <laughs> um, right. but yeah. Okay. So, so gore.
1: Do you want to start with this one? Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. So I'm going to rate it four out of five um, severed limbs uh, because there definitely could have been way more blood. Would have liked more blood. Okay. Um, but for everything else, it was phenomenal. I mean, there was a point where where the alien who was completely human was using another guy's face as a glove. It was and, very cheek. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> um, and there was also like... There was a, a character who had committed suicide on the Norwegian camp. Sweden. Just kidding. Norwegian camp. And his blood had, had frozen. And even that, just like taking that detail into doing things like that. And then, of course, the thing itself, which I feel like didn't even need, need to be talked about because that, that ish was crazy. <laughs> I had no idea what was happening. And all of a sudden, like, this dog's jaw rips apart in three places. And all of a sudden, I'm like... I'm looking for Sigourney Weaver and asking where she is with her giant gun. Um, It was a lot of, like, stuff that I didn't expect. And honestly, I almost feel like the effects put Alien to shame, which you wouldn't know because you haven't seen it. Shh, don't tell
1: anyone. Mad will get mad.
0: (laughs) That's true. But anyway, so that was my gore rating. So what about you?
1: Um, I rated it, well, because my idea was more just like, we're talking about FX and not gore. Mm -hmm. and I rated it 5 out of 5, Severed Limbs, because Mm -hmm. it's it's show-stopping there is so much happening i was also going to bring up the uh the fella from norwegia um (laughs) with the frozen blood like there are blood icicles dripping out of his wrists and like this is incredible like it yeah really good attention to detail like the minor things are important when they're cutting people's thumbs open to test their blood like it looks real and then once you actually get to the thing it's incredible um Oh God, I can't be wrong on this. Let me look up who the special effects artist was while we're totally. still talking. Totally,
0: what? one of one of the things I really appreciated about the film too, on kind of like a film major standpoint or f- former film major standpoint, was just the fact that when they when they were looking at that um, Norwegian character with the wrist cut open, you didn't see his wrists. You see, you saw the back of his wrists with the blood icicles. So you were you had to kind of draw conclusions and figure out what was happening instead of just being like, "Oh, look, there's a man here. You can see him like." Cut open. It was very um, subtle, and I think that's where this movie is really kind of cool because there's a lot of like subtle things, and it, you feel like it's a murder mystery, like you're trying to like yeah figure it all out.
1: And the special effects artist was Rob Bottin, who was kind of like the understudy of Rick Baker, who did the really like game changing werewolf effects in An American Werewolf in London. I was and gonna say
0: I haven't even seen that film, but I like I'd seen that shot, you know, of of the the, what's it called? The, the, the musk, snout? Yeah, the snout, like, coming out, and I was like, that that seems, like, they seem related in a way. Like, this feels like that, you know? Yeah. But keep going.
1: They are related. They're best friends. <laughs> All right. um Yeah, no. Great gore. What did you rate it on overall quality?
0: Overall quality, I rated a 4 out of 5. I feel like that's pretty generous considering um, the films that we've seen and what we've rated it. Um, but this is obviously in a different league than anything else we've seen. Um, and it was so good, so I rated a four a 4 out of 5. Um, yeah, I definitely, I, I'm glad that with the other John Carpenter movies that I really like, that this was still up to par.
1: Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's proving himself to you. Oh, yes. I also rated it four out of five in Lucky Stars. Um, it's a, it's a good film. It just is. Um, two points I want to bring up specifically. The, the dog actor is so good. Yeah. That dog it must be so well trained, like its trainer deserves an Oscar because dog is creepy as hell. It doesn't move when they don't want it to move it's like really erect and yeah like, well not the yeah, gross like way but it like it has like... great posture and it looks just subtly bizarrely different than the other dogs and i'm like how did they do this is it just a muppet like i don't know um anyway and also i want to discuss the ending so super spoilers happening here um there is a theory online that Well, I mean, because it's like, is one of the dudes the thing at the end? Because it's MacReady and it's mm-hmm. Childs, who hasn't really been around for the finale.
0: Oh, wait, before you discuss like what the internet says, okay. can, can we talk about like w- what we think it is?
1: Yeah, what do you think?
0: Okay, so like, while we were walking here, and right after watching the film, I was like, I don't even know what just happened. I don't even know, what, know what en- how it ended. But okay, so I think, and this is the theory that I think I'm, I'm staying with right now, I think that they both are the thing. And that they are, like, that banter that they have at the end is, like, the heat's not going to last. Like, we'll just have to wait. Like, I feel like that's, like, ha. we survived. Like, them together. You know?
1: That's a really good theory. I like that. Yeah. Um, well, the theory that I've seen online is that when they're talking, um, McCready has, like, Big, cold breath coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because it um, evaporates. Or mm-hmm. what? I don't know. Yeah. It condes- condensates. I'm not a scientist. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? Childs. Childs, Childs doesn't have any breath yeah. coming out of his mouth. and he mouth. doesn't
0: look cold. Like, he doesn't look.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I don't know about that because that could just be a mistake. But mm-hmm. it is John Carpenter. He's a good filmmaker. Maybe he's on top of things. That's he true. knows what's up. And I just think there's something to think about.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah. know where
1: I stand on that. You know what? I think they're both humans. I'm just going to throw that out. I think they're both fine, and they're going to die in the cold.
0: But, okay, we're going to talk about this later, but, like, why didn't they kill each other then? You know, like, the, the classic, like, I love you, let's shoot each other in the head at the same time. Well, they're not
1: Thelma and Louise. They should be. You're right.
0: Okay, anyway, moving on.
1: Shannon, what's your champion dialogue?
0: Yes, favorite part. Okay, so, um, this movie was not super dialogue fun, Um, there was some good stuff, but nothing, I mean, nothing compared to, like, They Live or anything good. Um, but, uh, there was just this character who, he's a stoner, I don't know his actual name, but I'm just gonna call him stoner. And, um, he was, like, more sarcastic at the beginning, and then as, as stuff starts to get real, he just stops saying full sentences (laughs) and just says, like, random words at times. So, this is, this is a segment of that that needed a lot of context.
1: Brennan can't find this clip, so please allow this dramatic reenactment
0: supply window yeah i mean it was just funny watching his character kind of like go 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 away but i think it's also interesting because i had a theory that like okay well maybe now that he's not constructing sentences it's like him like warming up to human language again like he, yeah, he's yeah. the alien and like he just hasn't gotten a hang of it yet and that should be like a um a clue a clue yeah but it's it's easy to like with it being set in antarctica it's really easy to be confused because there's also things like Cap and Fever and, like, mm-hmm. like being stir-crazy and things like that. So you don't know if they're actually, like, per, like performing differently than they would or if it's part of the elements or it's Yeah, he's terrified. Yeah. So then he, he ends up being being an alien, and I'm like, see? Supply window! <laughs> anyway, so what was your champion di- dialogue?
1: Uh, my champion dialogue is, I believe it's from the same character. I have a little bit of trouble telling all of these beardy <laughs> men apart. Um... Because they're all just kind of pasty, and we don't really learn their names, and they don't really have like super distinctive traits. Because it's just about the horror. Yeah. I mean, the the big ones have characters, but just there's so many dudes you can't have them all be fully fleshed out. Yeah. Except for when the thing fleshes them out. No. Um. Anyway, this guy he offers to give people a ride in the helicopter, but he's not a pilot, and this is the conversation that ensues from that. Doc, I'll give you the lift. No problem. Forget it, Palmer. Hey, thanks for thinking about it though. And I just really liked the line reading there and it's it was the funniest line in the movie so that's why I chose it.
0: Yeah. And at the same at the same time like at the beginning we were like, "Well, why didn't they pick him?" Although he was obviously stoned and also but that wouldn't have been a. but also a McCready thing.
1: was drunk on j and b
0: yeah like neither of those things would have been taken to into into account so it makes more sense that he's not actually a pilot and like he offered to do that yeah so yeah what was your favorite character
1: my favorite character like i said they're kind of um thin on the ground so my favorite character is the thing just because i like his style i like what he does with the place
0: uh yeah I have uh, more appreciation for humanity, so um, <laughs> I really like the, the roller skating, headband wearing guy. He, um,
1: He's like the chef or something, right?
0: Yeah, something. He has some random job that isn't super important, but allows him to like, have fun in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he, so you, introdu- you get introduced to him with like him rollerblading through this hallway um, in a way that kind of reminded me of like a, a what's-his-face from Canadian movie. Driving through the hallway,
1: Michael Ironside.
0: Yeah, it just like the shot was similar. Never mind. Um, anyway, so he's roller really, really skating through through the through the room and through the hallway um, while Stevie Wonder is playing in the background. And you're like, alright, he's like, having fun, having a good time. And then they, they yell at him for having it too too loud. Um, but then after that, he loses all character and just becomes scared. And so he just...
1: But he still has roller skates.
0: He still has roller skates. But he he's just like, he's terrified. And it, it just will constantly shoot to him and him just being like... Like, with a... Yeah, like, like you know. <laughs> I can just imagine the scene. Okay, so you're going to say your dialogue. You're going to say, say your dialogue. We're going to cut to you. You're just going to look scared. And then we're going to cut back to dialogue. Because that's essentially what happened. So that's why he was my favorite character. All right. Yeah. Uh,
1: what was your favorite scene?
0: My favorite scene um, was the blood test. I was really... I like how intellectual this movie is, you know? that's it's not just, um, just the effects. There's actually a lot of, like, engagement of the audience. Absolutely. Yeah, that was really cool. So, it, you know, you had to really know what was going on and follow. And so when the blood was destroyed, you're like, oh that they're smart the aliens smarter than we know so how, how are they going to test and then um uh when McCready comes up with this blood test dealio it was so high tension you know mm-hmm. and um uh good suspense and then and then they hit stoner's blood and it just pops up like a head just like straight out of the dish you're like whoa um yeah, because up till
1: that point, you don't even know if it's going to work. You're like, yeah. is this for nothing? Is everyone the thing? We don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: he's done so many times. You're like, like, maybe five. it just doesn't work. And then it happens. And then we get into my favorite scene. But we'll talk about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, ooh, it was crazy. It was super cool. Um, but yeah, so speaking of your favorite scene, what was it?
1: Okay, actually, the order is a little different. I think it happened before. You did, But d- yeah. um, they're performing CPR on the guy who looks like Bobby Moynihan. Because <laughs> he's been having weird stomach issues, and he's just like, clutches his chest and falls over and they're like oh no so they're giving him CPR and then his mouth just turns in his stomach turns into a giant mouth and bites off the arms of the dude who's giving him CPR and then they light him on fire his head splurts off and turns into a spider and crawls around and I love horror movies they're my favorite thing in the world
0: that's definitely the coolest sequence of, of effects that I've ever seen in a movie oh yeah it was it was cr- and just like his head took like such a long time to like Lower itself uh, off the table, and it like, just
1: it's so organic and Yeah, and the and green
0: tendons split, but like real green, not like Troll Two green, like real green. The and color of sap. Yeah, and it was just like whoo, and then and then all the spider limbs just come out all at once, very quickly, just whoop. Yeah, oh, and I was like so whoa good. yeah. So yeah, that was a great scene. That was my second favorite scene. Or er, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: And now it's time for our new super special Halloween segment, Pillowcase Talk, where we discuss certain things about the movie in the forms of candies or treats you will find in your Halloween basket. So I'm going to put on my uh, bloodied head mouth costume.
0: And I'm going to put on my headband and roller skates.
1: Perfect. Oh, I'm jealous of yours. You have better mobility so you can get to the candy faster. Yes. Alright, our first candy we're discussing is the candy that we can never decide on, but I decided to call it Smarties this time. It is the biggest flaw in the film.
0: Even though we both like Smarties. Let me just put that out there.
1: Yeah, but nobody likes Smarties. Except okay. for us. Except for everyone. We're okay. the minority, maybe.
0: Um, Tweet s- us. Do you like Smarties? <laughs> so, um, at Scream101pod. Scream uh, the biggest flaw. I thought that the biggest flaw was them not staying together. Like, they identified very early on that the killer, like, the thing only attacks when it's dark and when they're isolated and like alone with one other person mm-hmm. so i'm like and they're
1: constantly like
0: let's go off with one other person yeah it's like okay great stay with more than two people like so you can only stay in a group of three you're fine stay with more than two people for the rest of winter and it'd be it'd be okay like you'd be fine you know so that was that was my big thing it's not staying together
1: that's true Um, And my biggest flaw is the opening shot of the movie, which is the spaceship flying up to the earth, just because I think it's kind of tacky. Yeah, that's right. And we don't need it. Like, we don't need to know that there's aliens in this film, because then you see the dog and you're like, oh, it's probably something alien going on. It's like, we don't need to know that it's aliens until we find out that they unearth the spaceship, because that happens, like, 25 minutes later. Like, it doesn't need to be there.
0: It's also weird because they discuss how it's been there for thousands of years, and yet, the first shot is like it actively flying through the sky.
1: It was a hundred thousand years ago. I guess, and then they just was, cut yeah, to yeah. Kurt Russell.
0: But you're right. I totally didn't think of that. Yeah, it's just
1: it's just not my favorite.
0: Oh, okay. So, um, moving on to Eye Candy, what was um, your best shot? Your favorite shot?
1: Okay, my best shot is in the in the beginning, because uh, they're chasing the dog in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one shot in that chase where there is this big oil, um, barrel in the foreground while the dog is being chased. And I was like, that's going to be important later. <laughs> and I just like that shot. What oh, about you? okay.
0: Um. I know
1: it's similar, so I'm sorry. I know.
0: No, that's okay. I mean, obviously. Um, but I think they just, they, so my favorite shot also involves dog and helicopter. And I think that they just did a really good job utilizing like their landscape as far mm-hmm. as those shots. Because, first of all, the dog looks ridiculous because it is, like, flying through this this snow that's pretty deep. So it looks like it's just, like, on a surfboard running through this ice. <laughs> um, but it's it, snow dogs. It's snow dogs, exactly. But it, they do this really long landscape shot just, just that just is a pan from from far right to far left off screen. And it's just gorgeous. And it's the dog and the helicopter, like, right above it by a couple feet. And it's just really dynamic and cool. So, yeah. Nice. All right, three musketeers. So, who would you pick as a character to be a third co-host with us?
1: Okay, I would pick the thing.
0: Oh my god! We, oh, sh-
1: let hear me okay, out. Okay, okay. Because it would be a great episode. Because there would still only be two of us hosting, but one of us is the thing, and you have to tweet to guess which one it is.
0: Okay. Wait. Would would the thing look like a mixture of the two of us, or would it no, be no, no, the no? Thing it, stage? it imitates
1: one of us, but we don't know who is, or that our audience doesn't know who the thing is okay because it takes over for one of us because it eats us
0: so but then they would only have to choose between two people because only because one the other person is obviously the sole other person yes right? okay we would know we would know but they wouldn't know or we that's right okay it's, no, that makes it's sense. it's the
1: whole thing it's the, exactly the thing because it's like i know i'm a human yeah. is he a human did the thing even show up for work today did yeah. he sleep in i don't know
0: Speaking of a flaw in the movie, which we did a while ago, I was actually intrigued as to why they didn't do like intellectual tests. You know, because uh, you're assuming that I guess the imitation, like encapu- encapsulates their entire personality as well. Because
1: it, y- it can you know? talk.
0: Yeah, it can. But you're not like. So what did we do that night in the barracks back in 1992, or oh, this yeah, is yeah. in the 80s, 1972? Like the polyjuice
1: potion tests.
0: Yeah, kind of like things like that. Um. So I was intrigued as to why that wouldn't work, because if that like. If that didn't work, it would be very easy to identify you because you would make some quip about Uh Tina Turner or (laughs) Kesha and make it just so seamless that you'd be like, "Okay, well, we're killing the other guy.
1: Yeah. And I would know if you were the thing, because if you don't say wonderful eight times per episode, it wouldn't be you.
0: I know that you hate that word, which is why we use it as a segue. No,
1: I'm just just poking fun. All right. It's wonderful. Who would your co-host be? (laughs)
0: Oh, my co-host would be Childs. I am um, a little biased because I also loved his character in um, *They Live*, which is another fantastic um, John Carpenter movie. But uh, yeah, I just think that he <laughs> he delivers his, his lines so well, and I feel like he would he would just be um, different than both of us and it in- include some very good in- insight.
1: You're right. Next one is Milk Duds. Who do you think is the stupidest character? Okay, Who I think makes this, the worst decisions?
0: Who makes a, Yeah, I think the worst character who makes the worst decisions is Windows. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm a Windows.
0: I'm a Mac. <laughs> MacReady. Oh, man. It even Yeah, that's it's right. It's all there. It's all there. It's layers, layers. <laughs> um, but Windows, because every time... So Windows is ju- is the radio technician, and he just just in the radio room, and people always come in and are like windows you got anybody and he's all he just starts cussing he's like i haven't seen any beeping people beep in this beeping wasteland beep for the last beeping two weeks <laughs> uh, over yeah uh, yeah over two weeks and um, no,
1: sorry it was like a radio broadcast. oh over that's right joke. no Never no mind. no,
0: i got it i got it we got there um uh and then he starts getting attacked and then he gets terrified and, and then he just like has no constitution anymore and is just like doing whatever <laughs> You know, he does have
1: the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm I'm on a roll. I just can't help it.
0: Very bad roll. Mm. Um, anyway, so yeah, I would just say like most of these characters don't really make bad decisions. They all make decisions that they think are are good decisions based on their personal constitutions, and and Windows doesn't ha- doesn't have one, which makes me hate him. All right. Yeah.
1: And my stupidest character would be Clark, who is in charge of the dogs, and he just loves dogs so much that he can't believe that the thing is one of them, and I think that's dumb. Yeah.
0: yeah, and he, he automatically wants to attack anyone who's attacked the dogs. Yeah. Which is saying something. Okay. He's like
1: all of our remains.
0: Yeah. And the last one is uh, Razorblade Apple, which is, why is this movie scary? Brennan, why do you think the movie's scary?
1: Well, I'm just going to talk about some academic stuff because I like to talk about it sometimes. Real fast. We'll be fast. Okay. Well, because um, the whole point of the thing is paranoia. Like, you can't trust the people that you're around. You don't know if they're who they say they are. In the original movie that this is a very loose remake of, it's called The Thing from Another World. Um, it kind of represents this uh, post-World War II paranoia of, like, who's a Russian spy? But at this point, a lot of theorists say that um, the thing, aside from just representing paranoia and being super creepy... Um, it's also kind of a metaphor for, um, AIDS, which was breaking out in the early 80s because this film came out in 1982. Because they, um, you don't know who has it. Everybody looks the same as they always do. They act the same as they always do, but they could kill you. Um, I mean, these dudes obviously aren't banging each other in the barracks. That we not, know not of.
0: obviously.
1: We'll have to get a prequel to find out. <laughs> but, um.
0: Bear like, City, Antarctica. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's accurate.
0: Right? Uh, <laughs> but...
1: Um, in order to find out who has it, you have to do a blood test, and that's really interesting. And I love AIDS metaphors because that's probably the thing I'm most terrified of in my entire life is disease. The thing, yeah, that
0: you're most terrified about
1: whatever. Shannon, um, why? why do, what is your razor blade apple?
0: Well, before we went to oh, that, sorry. I actually, you know, we were talking about the theories of of like how we thought the movie ended, and one of the reasons that I I liked my theory was because. Like, you and I both met John Carpenter and talked to him. Yes. Um, b- <laughs> In his living room. Yeah, I know. Just at, at an event. And um, we know how uh, he's very, like, Reaganism, and, like, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I felt like, okay, well, this is good, because if he ends it with both of them being the thing, then he's just showing that, like, our world is now populated by imitations. And, like, Ooh, everyone is fake.
1: It's a prequel to They Live.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was like, okay, yeah, I got this. Um but yeah so so I can understand like it being I knew it was political it had to be it's a it's a John Carpenter movie it had to be <laughs> something, you know, but anyway, um, so my razor blade apple uh was obviously the effects like that's that's what made it for me it was it was uh it was terrifying, also it had all these like um weird tentacle things that came out of it, oh, yeah, yeah, and some of them were like really small, and then some of them were like massive like octopus arm looking things. <laughs> And that did it for me. I'm not good with the squiggly squirmy. No, thank you. But but everything else I was like, yeah, like get it. The thing, get it. Um so yeah, the the reason that it was scary was um the tension and the way that they did the effects so it didn't look didn't look fake, didn't look cheesy, didn't look out of place like it was it was there for a purpose. So that was good. Yeah. All right. All right.
1: Are you ready for the games, Shannon?
0: Yes. Welcome
1: to the games. I'm your host, Brendan Klein. And the very first game we'll be playing is called SmackDown, where we pit off characters between two different franchises.
0: SmackDown!
1: So, Shannon, in a fight, who would win? Who? Okay. No, who would win? Who, who would win in a fight between the Thing from The Thing and the Xenomorphs from the Alien franchise?
0: Okay, so. I think. I think that the Thing would win oh mm-hmm. uh, well they're fighting each other right so yeah
1: it's like alien versus thing and it's instead it's of alien, versus alien versus <laughs> yeah,
0: got it. Oh, that's tough because like if, if, if the thing doesn't have people like it doesn't have things to like sneakily turn into and it's just like a brute force attack I don't think that the thing would win because I don't think that it would attack like I think it's like a defensive like it's a defensive thing so once it's attacked then it would attack. But otherwise it operates on like secrecy, and, like sneakily. Whereas alien just wants to tear you apart and just will brutally come, come at you. What do you think? I don't
1: know. Is the thing weak against the poison blood stuff that the alien has? Because, mm. well, it's acid, right? He has acid blood.
0: Yeah. It's he like could probably sort of, like, dissolve
1: the thing, but he would have to harm himself in the process. Yeah. And the thing could take that blood and turn into a xenomorph. So I think the thing would win. I don't
0: know.
1: Because he uses the cells and then he can transform into them.
0: That's true. But if it's acid... Like isn't that part of so like why it's,
1: we know its weakness is fire.
0: Well yeah, but like what part of fire? Like it being like is an acid burn? Like yeah. would that work? You know? You know Well, because
1: I think the you know what? I think the alien might have the one defense mechanism against the thing because if the thing tries to eat it, it'll get the acid blood and it'll dissolve. So the alien yeah. will win. Surprise! I feel...
0: Wait, I feel like they would both die. I feel like it would just be like a yeah, like a weird kinda... Romeo and Juliet like.
1: And they turn into that weird half corpse that we find in the beginning.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they both die in uh, while, while making out. Yeah.
1: Beautiful, like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right, we'll call
1: it a draw. That one's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet at us if you want to tell us what you, you think would win. Oh
0: man. All right, Brennan, what's your recommendation?
1: Hold on, we have another game. Oh, we do. That's right. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's a, it's, it was a secret game. Oh. Okay. That I didn't
0: write down. Okay. Good.
1: Alright Shannon, I have a very special game for you. Oh no. It might be a disaster, but I'm excited to try it out. It's called The Carpenters. Oh, and man. cause well it's John Carpenter or Karen Carpenter. So I'm gonna give you a title. You have to tell me whether it's a John Carpenter movie or a Carpenter's song.
0: Oh my god. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh
1: we'll we'll see how this goes. Uh, number one, The Fog
0: That's John Carpenter Yes, you're okay, right Okay, cool Whew. Is, that, is that based on a Stephen King book? No Oh, is that the mist?
1: That's the mist? Yeah, it's The Mist It's evil weather, you know
0: Yeah, of course
1: um, Number two, Hurting Each Other
0: That's that's The Carpenters Yes Okay
1: uh, Number three, Someone's Watching Me
0: I want to say it's also The Carpenters
1: That's actually a, a very early John Carpenter movie All Right. So, you have two points so far all right. We'll see where this goes. Uh, number four, Christine.
0: Oh, that's that's The Carpenters, because I know you like that song. Actually, that's
1: the John Carpenter movie based on the Stephen King novel about a killer car. What? Yeah, girl. What is this
0: song that... Okay. I
1: have no idea. I have no idea where I'm I have I no idea either. what you're talking about. All right. Um, I thought you were going to get that one. Surprise. <laughs> um, I
0: got my Stephen King and my John Carpenter and The Carpenters all mixed up.
1: It's all in there. Number five, Don't Be Afraid
0: carpenters that is a carpenter Okay. Song.
1: number six elvis
0: i sure hope it's not john carpenter is it the carpenters
1: it's john carpenter oh my god he made a an elvis movie really i think it was his first film
0: as long as it's better than bubba hotel then we're good
1: yeah I, I think most things are better than bubba hotel
0: i'm hoping all things are better than bubba Ho- hotel but it,
1: it's not a horror movie it's like a biopic
0: elvis of elvis okay yeah cool. in the end does he come back to life
1: I don't know, I haven't seen Alright, number seven. Crescent Noon. John Carpenter. It's the Carpenters. Oh my god. Oh, I'm excited I decided to do this game because this is like
0: a harder game than I thought it. You should start like a we should do like a BuzzFeed poll. Like a BuzzFeed oh, yeah. BuzzFeed community post.
1: We should. Okay, I'm so excited that this game is turning out to be a challenge. Oh. Uh number eight. Hideaway.
0: John Carpenter.
1: No, it's the Carpenters. This Uh, is so bad. This is great. All right, Uh, number nine, Escape from LA.
0: John Carpenter. That is John Carpenter. Okay.
1: He also did Escape from New York, which is not on this list. Okay. Um, number ten, Invocation.
0: Like Like two words. Like Like, oh, just one word. Invocation. Okay. John Carpenter. It's the Carpenters. No. all right this is the worst
1: number 11 dark star
0: the carpenters
1: actually that's john carpenter and it's awful oh it's
0: friends. got a great concept
1: though it's a precursor of an alien um because it was written by the same guy daniel okay. baney and it's about these people on a spaceship and they're getting attacked by a monster but the monster's just like a big beach ball with feet
0: oh man and it's
1: supposed to be like a dark comedy but it's so boring i can imagine anyway number 12 desperado
0: the carpenters yes the carpenters
1: that's the end of our game and you have one two three four five five out of 12 congratulations even
0: get half the
1: carpenters have some really dark songs
0: i can imagine
1: i love the carpenters so much anyway shannon what's your recommendation
0: okay so my recommendation we talked about it a couple times um it, because it's one of my favorite movies it's they live which is also john carpenter and um if you've ever heard uh the phrase um like i came here i came here to chew bubble gum kick ass and chew bubble gum and, and i'm all out of bubble gum then that is from that movie and it is wonderful and creepy Is all get out so enjoy
1: i yeah. love how much shannon loves they live
0: Yeah, it was, and he and Brennan exposed me to it. Like he exposed me to every movie ever. Um, It it was
1: at the Q and A where we saw John Carpenter.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. Um, uh, It was a double feature of Halloween and They Live at the the Chinese slash Grahman slash Dolby whatever it's called theater. Now
1: it's a it was a great night.
0: It was great. It was fun.
1: And my recommendation is a film that I find to be, it's not equal tonally at all because it's kind of a silly movie. Excuse me, but it's equal in. ambitious gore effects it's from beyond it's Stuart gordon's follow-up to reanimator and it's based on a an hp lovecraft short story that's like 11 pages long and so it takes a lot of liberties with it but i watched this film in a horror class that i had in a double feature with reanimator we watched reanimator reanimator is super fun it's like yay we're having a great time but when from beyond came on it was just you could hear a pin drop like everyone was just staring in shock at like what the hell is on this <laughs> screen, and it was one of the best movie screenings I've ever been to, and I really love From Beyond. I like it more than Reanimator, which I think makes me in a very small minority. But you should check it out if you haven't seen it.
0: Cool, I got to see that too.
1: Moving on to the clue, or well, let, let's reveal the clue from last week. Oh, which that's is right. That next week we'll be watching The Cabin in the Woods.
0: Woo.
1: Um, I'm really excited about this one. It's more of a modern horror classic, but I think it counts.
0: It definitely does. And it's actually a movie that like I remember people being really excited about when it came out in theaters. And uh-huh. I didn't watch horror films. Well, I watch horror films with you, but I, I don't watch horror films in theaters unless I'm with you. So it'll be fun to like get in on what everyone was talking yeah. about back then.
1: Also, um, a Killer Karma update matt russell correctly guessed that we were going to be talking about the thing so he currently has three and a half points
0: and my dad also guessed it correctly oh, and sent me the text okay so i can verify that and your dad got it but he was fed with a spoon yeah as to what it was i'm sorry
1: dad you don't count
0: but it's okay you can get next one and then be on the list
1: yes um yeah so currently ed chillockian is at three uh, matt russell is at three and a half and if you get to seven you can pick a movie for us to discuss and i'm terrified of what anyone will choose i'll make a thing on facebook so we can keep track of everything better than what we've been doing in like two weeks apart so sorry um but here's the clue for the two weeks from now episode was captain kirk's homecoming a masquerade ball or am i missing the point here and if you have a guess to that clue If you have uh, champion dialogues, questions, or comments about The Cabin in the Woods that you would like to share with us before we watch it next week, which we will share on the podcast, you can contact us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast, on Twitter at Scream101Pod, via email at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. Rate us five stars for the amount of tentacles that I am sprouting right now.
0: Oh, that's terrifying. Um, also, some credits. So, Scream 101 is produced by myself, Shannon Shalakian, and the wonderful Brennan Klein. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, also, with sound engineering help from the wonderful Lucas Kathy. Oh. Uh, we really appreciate him. And yeah, that's pretty much it, right? All right.
1: All right. And we'll be playing you out with Hurting Each Other by the
0: Carpenters. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> no one.
1: Never had love as sweet as my
0: love For nowhere in the world could there Bye.